priests assembled a little council to see about this big problem that they were going to have to deal with. And they said, if we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. The Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Then one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that, and not that the whole nation should perish. And then the evangelist, he adds an important note to this comment. He adds like, a, and like without it, we would be like, what? St. John, he adds, now this he did not say of his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not only for, and not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who are scattered abroad. Caiaphas, in English it says it was expedient that one man should die. Actually, it should be, it was profitable. It was profitable that one man should die for the people, and not that the whole nation should perish. And that's why today I want to speak to you about how we profited from the death of Christ. How did we profit from the death of Christ? And I'll speak about three ways that we profited. Death has a very interesting way of bringing reform. Death challenges everything that we stand for. It causes us to think about what we value and what we don't value. It challenges the philosophy of every age and of every time and of every philosopher. The, the question of death, what happens at death? Because death is a game changer. Death changes our outlook on life. Yanni, how would you live? How would you live if you only had a short time to live? What would you do differently? What things in your life would you value? What things in your life would you change? Death changes us. Death profits us because death shakes up the priority list into what's really important. Everyone on a crashing airplane prays. I was once on a plane, the engine blew out. You should have seen everybody. It was, everyone becomes very religious. Even if they're not religious, everyone will become very religious. Anyone who's sick, anyone who's sick or critically like ill, calls on God. Death has a way of ordering our priority lists and reforming us. Even Mbabola, the great Mbabola, he was arguing with his relatives about the inheritance. Oh, it's my inheritance. No, it's your inheritance. No, it's my inheritance. No, it's your inheritance. Then they went out and saw a funeral. And when they saw the funeral, Ambabula said, No, 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 no. I don't want none of this no more. And very quickly, Ambabula left everything and to go live 
And not just Ambabola, St. Anthony, not just St. Anthony, St. Augustine, not just St. Augustine, St. Ambrose, St. John Chrysostom, St. Gregory of Nyssa. All of these had critical death in their life. And critical, like someone whom they loved died in their life. And this shook them so hard and said, what are we living for? What are we living for? Death begs the question, what are you living for? What are you willing to die for? Many of the charitable organizations of this country were founded because the death of a loved one. This gave people purpose in their life to be advocates for a certain cause. Our Lord thought that we were worth dying for because He loved us. So that's why St. John in his epistle he can say, We love Him because He first loved us. Death teaches us how to live. Death gives purpose to life. Death gives purpose to life. The second way we profit from the death of our Lord is because He died in our place. He died in our place. This is what Caiaphas meant. It is better for one to die than for the whole Nation to perish. When the army of the Philistines and the army of Israel were at war, they got sick of warring with each other. They got sick of warring with each other, so they had an idea. We sit there and fight each other nonstop, and everybody dies. They said, let's select one from us, and let's select one from you. And, and whoever wins, wins, and whoever dies, dies, and save all the bloodshed. One person would take the fall for many, or the victory for many. Jonah, he was in the boat, and the waves were starting to be boisterous. And they said, we are all perishing. Jonah said, throw me over on the boat, and everybody will Live one person to go overboard for everyone to to live. Our Lord, He died in our place, and He gave us remission from sins. So no longer shall we be under the condemnation for our sins. That's why Saint Paul in Romans five he says, Therefore, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even, though, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. One expression that we repeated over and over and over again in the sixth hour was, He tore the handwriting of our... Sins. He tore the handwriting of our sins. The expression, he tore the handwriting of our sins, is an expression that was used by St. Paul in his epistle to the Colossians. He said, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made a life together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, having wiped away the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, having taken it out of the way and nailing it 
to the cross and nailing it to the cross. Handwriting. You know what handwriting is? Handwriting mishkita, handwriting. Handwriting, that is a certificate of death. Certificate of debt. Masalan, if you go to a restaurant and you like the old school restaurants and you make an order and the waiter sitting there with the pen and paper, oh, you ordered chicken fingers, oh, see all me, I got veggie, okay. And then he writes the list and then at the end of dinner you have to pay what's on the list. And even the old school restaurants, how they differentiate the paid versus unpaid tickets. Have you seen this? They, they stamp it and they put a nail through it. And the one that's been paid for goes on. This is what, imagine Ahna Fir restaurant ordered Al Khataya last fornication. Ah, the list. With list kibber it's awi. And the debt kibber awi. And then he took this list and put it on the cross. That's the second way we profited from the death of Christ. The third way we profited from the death of Christ is that he did more than forgive us our sins. Death, the Christ's death profited us because he put to death our sinful nature. Christ's death killed the old man. That's why in the hymns we say, Take on the old man and... Put on the new and superior one. What, what happened with the old one? Where did it go? It died. It was crucified on the cross. The old one is gone. Even the Lord in his gospel, he said in the gospel of St. Luke, he said, I came to send fire on the earth. I came to send a fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how distressed am I until it is accomplished. I have a, baptize, a baptism to be baptized with. What is that? The baptism to be baptized with is the, is the cross. And how distressed am I till it is finished. And on the cross he said it is... It is finished. You know when you have a big exam, you have a big presentation, you have a big interview. How distressed you are until it is finished. Our Lord came to die for the sins of the world. He was distressed until it was finished. And when it was finished, He came to send fire. Fire. What is the fire? St. Ambrose said, the fire inflamed our hearts. This is the new nature, that we are on fire for God, that we love God. That's why he says when he was walking with, on the road with the disciples from Emmaus, it says that as he was walking on the road, he said, the disciples said, was not our heart burning? Within us, while he explained the scriptures, the fire is the message of the gospel, the power of the commandments. And the beautiful thing about fire is that fire, like I see people reading elements, they're reading fire. Fire, the one fire adds to another fire and fire grows. 
fire comes together and it burns. It burns together. And actually that's why the prophecy that Caiaphas said, what was the prophecy that Caiaphas mentioned? He said that he would gather together in one the children of God who are scattered, to, who are scattered abroad. This is what the death of Christ did to us. It brought everyone together. Yes and no. Yes and no. It brought us together. Interestingly, in the prophecy of Caiaphas, it says that the cross will bring everyone together. But when our Lord Jesus Christ in Luke, when he said this passage about, I wish that everyone were kindled with fire. You know what he says right after that? He says, do you suppose I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. From now on, five in a house will be divided. Three against two. Two against three. Father will be divided against son. Son against father. Mother against daughter. Daughter against mother. mother Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. And daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Caiaphas, you just said you were supposed to gather everyone together. And now Christ is saying, the baptism that I have will bring the vision. It will bring the vision because either you will become a follower of the cross and recognize the divinity and the power of the cross, or otherwise you will not. And so, the question for us this Good Friday is, how will you benefit from the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross? Will you be on this side with the sheep, or on this side with the goats? Everyone can choose. The death of Christ profited us in many, many, many ways. It profited us by, number one, Reforming our mind, reordering our priority list. Number two, took away our sin, gave us forgiveness of sin. And number three, it gave us the fire of the Holy Spirit to work in us, to unify us together. And glory be to God forever. Amen.